Hello friend. Welcome to Almost Cancelled everyone, I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are of course going to talk about Mr. Robot Season 3, Episode 6. It is called Eps 3.5 underscore killprocess.inc. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. Uh, also, I want everyone to know, even though they don't get to see this normally, I just want everyone to know that is the first time this season I did that in the first take, where I remembered that I say hello friend instead of just a normal intro. That is you the know first what? time I've I done it. I was thinking, as you did it, I was like, oh, I'm so proud of you, you finally got it. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything, I'm, I'll, I made a mental note to, you know, to, to congratulate you after we finished. Nah, I want them to know. <laughs> it took me six episodes, but I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. Uh, so, the end. Yeah, we're going to talk about... Uh, now, last week, of course, was very tense. All one shot, all, 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 all that. Uh, this arguably got even tenser, and yeah, the the ringing alarm music that was going throughout so much of this episode did not help with the yeah, tension. Yeah, there was a music that sounded very much like an alarm. Uh, also, it was kind of funny how la- last week he did it, like you know, Esmail I'm talking about here. He he did it with a single continuous take to make it all feel like it was all falling on from each other. This episode was the opposite, where it was probably the most heavily edited, ep- edited episode in the sense that it was cutting between lots of things really quickly, but that was kind of giving this impression of everything counting down, because they were getting shorter and shorter. Yeah, it was, it was, it was like a speeding up. It was, like I say, it was like ticking up. So I think it's funny how he's used, and you know, back-to-back, the two extremes of the spectrum, where one just, no, one shot, and we just follow. Other one, no, boom, 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 and literally boom. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about this episode of Mr. Rover. Got our notes ready. This was a hard one to take notes for, by the way, the way it was it was jumping around. I almost wished I had really big paper so I could just do columns and just have, like, each, like, because there was, like, four different things going on at the one time it was cutting between, and I kind of wanted a column for each one, and I could just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, what you mean. That, that might have been easier instead of having you know cutting between scenes because typically just you know having a scene header and doing a note for a scene as I'm watching it is a as a simple and easy way of doing it. This this time not so much, uh, but hey. So we go in to the start of the episode. Uh, the opening scene is a flashback to when Angela is a child, and our mother is having a sort of party uh, because she's dying. Uh, I think specifically it's leaving work. Um, but uh, yeah, she, she's you know she's she's sick, and it's kind of fun because we get Elliot's dad, you know, the real yes. Elliot's dad, not not Mister Robot. Yes, Mister Alderson, not Mister Robot. Mister Alderson. I'm sorry to call him Mister Robot, but yeah, uh, he he actually sits down and sits. And the episode starts with uh, the power of love hitting, and there was this moment of recognition because it's not the exact <laughs> same version as the movie. There's like it's a slight yeah. cover of it, and. I was like, oh, that's Power of Love. Oh, that's from Back to the Future. Oh, we're doing this again? And then it cuts to the, <laughs> the, the cartoon, the Back to the Future cartoon playing the TV. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Angela liked it as well. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're both yeah. fond of it. And so here, here's here's the thing. Did, did you notice anything about the uh, the girl? Was, I, I was, I see, I didn't double check, but it was in my mind that it was a, a maybe. Mm-hmm. Was that the girl that Angela spoke to or saw when it was uh, with White when she went to see White Rose? It was the same actress. That's that's what I thought. I, I, I was like, okay, that she looks very similar, but I didn't actually check. I actually couldn't remember what she looked like. I just kind of in my head, like, I wonder if that's the same actress. And I looked it up afterwards, and sure enough, it was her. Uh, so, leaving credence to alternate realities and time travel. I mean, admittedly. Could, could just be a thematic thing. Well, well, but the thing is, this opening segment 
hints at both. <laughs> oh, it does, yeah, because we're talking about Back to the Future, and we're talking about, uh, you know, he because she doesn't want to talk to her mother, she doesn't want to join the party, she feels awkward and sad and whatnot, and Mr. Robot's kind of like edging her on, he's like, in, in, in a friendly fatherly kind of way, because he knows her, obviously, you know, it's Elliot's friend, and... He's, he's like, oh, do you remember the plot of the first Back to the Future? You know, the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. And of course, I've seen Back to the Future enough times. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> I remember Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Yes. You know, and Marty has to convince George to, you know, date his mother. Otherwise, he'll never exist. He has to give him the push, uh, which I think is very funny given he ends up pushing Elliot out a window. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, uh, so. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, so that's, that's going on. And he's basically just saying, like, hey, like, you know, it may be hard, but you kind of have to do it. And. It's almost like, later on, is she literally going to be doing that thing? She's going to be making sure, like, her mum survives in a weird way. And obviously more thoughts on that later, because she drops some lines of dialogue. Uh, very bluntly, might I add, with Elliot, uh, in just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, so, so, and he also, as she's walking over to her mum, he's, he's kind of talked her into it. He's like, oh, and by the way, and I, I took this as... He knows he's dying. Like it's not public yet. Like no one else he knows. knows. Yeah. yeah, but he knows that he's dying the same, for the and, same and, reason and she and is. And maybe Elliot knows because we know that he knew first. Oh yeah, he might know. He might know first. Maybe that's why he's not here. Cause, exactly, uh, it's too much. He specifically, too, he doesn't want to deal with it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but he knows certainly because uh, because he, he says to Angela, hey, you know, if I'm never not here, and he knows he's not going to be here, is that you know, if Elliot ever needs a push, make sure you, you do that. And you almost kind of think in present day, even though she's kind of lying to him, she's giving him the push because it's deep down what he wants to, or at least she thinks yeah, it is. He, she believes that yeah. he does want to go through with this plan, he just needs the push. Yeah, because she, she, she sees both sides as him, and arguably they are both him, but like I think for us as the viewer, we're so used to Elliot being Elliot, and then Mr. Robot being this antagonist entity, even though yeah. technically it is still him as well. Yes. You know, unless they, you know, swerve us later on. Yeah, with, as far as we know. <laughs> yeah. Possession of an alternate reality person or some nonsense. Uh, which I'm fine with. Uh, so, our mother's uh, sitting down with the lawyer we know from the past couple of seasons. And um, they're talking about... It's funny, actually, because I was, I was thinking when, when Christian Slater came into the, the scene, I was like, ah... I like how they get away with him being the same age because he's fake in present day. You know, he's still the same age that he was in these scenes because it's just Elliot's memory of him. Uh, but of course, the actress playing the lawyer, you can't use that excuse with. And I'm like, ah, okay. I have to fudge it, whatever. It's one of those, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but I, I just like how they've got a really nice excuse with uh, with with him for it, though. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, she mentions there's an anonymous benefactor who has been offering to pay for Angela's, Angela's mother's treatment. Mm. and obviously that's part of my years I'm like mysterious benefactor who could this be and obviously my, my first thought is White Rose right? that's where my, my thought jumps to but I, I don't know uh, or maybe it's more specifically Zhang but... I, mean, I mean just to go really out there with the time travel stuff oh god what if this is this is Angela from the future going, <laughs> like, I, can, I can save her Look, oh, take the money I hope, I hope you're right I don't. I don't think I am. I, you know, yeah. I also immediately thought, you know, oh, is it Zhang? Uh, you know, because we know he's around. We know. We know he was already starting his plan and whatnot. Uh, yeah, of course. So obviously that's the more obvious solution. But just every, every time there's something, I'm going, is there a weirder explanation? <laughs> oh, I kind of like the idea of it's. It's not like if they do somehow affect the past, it, we're not actually going to see it in these flashbacks because it's not happened yet. Close loop. It's. It's always happened. No, the opposite. I'm saying. Oh, you okay? That, this one would be it's a closed loop for me. 
Like if if it was if well, if it is, yeah, no. But what yeah. I'm saying is, is I, I think almost if something would happen, it's not a, a closed loop because we'll see it. Ha- we'll see this scene again per se, or maybe or an uh, alternate version and see something. That yeah, because it's changed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I guess I'm kind of think, especially since the show's talking about alternate timeline or alternate yeah. realities, I'm kind of thinking more straight lines with like yeah. paths back the way and new lines yeah, created yeah. and you know. That, that's the easier way to deal with it. Well, it's the Back to the Future way, and that's what we're that's what we're referencing no, no, constantly exactly. in the show. So, I think it's know. the more digestible way as well. If you're gonna oh, is, go yeah. into time travel out of arguably nowhere for some no, people, not, not that I have a problem with the closed loop. Uh, many a movie and show have used the closed loop, but I enjoy the closed loop. But uh, um, I, I just, I, I guess, I'm just saying, I don't feel like there's enough in these scenes to. I mean, that would be a cool one if that turns out to be the case that she, like someone from present day, whether it's Angela or not, is the is the benefactor, then cool, but. Yeah. I feel like Wayne Rose I, I the, think it's unlikely as well. Yeah. Don't be wrong. I'm just to just put it out there. Yeah. Uh, so basically, just have a heart to heart. Angela's very upset. She's like, oh, this is all stupid, and like she's trying to get her to talk. And what I thought was interesting about this for me is how this it really mirrored. I and mean, we've, we've talked a lot this season about Angela essentially having the same backstory as Elliot. Mm. And for me, this mirrored a lot of whenever we've seen Elliot with his father in the flashbacks, the way he talks to him, the the, the relationship. And it almost was making me wonder later on uh, if, if not not in a split personality kind of way, but if Angela in some ways is also channeling her mother and the the way she acts and does things. Mm, um, okay. Because I just I don't know, and obviously it was a uh, just just to go back to the the idea that there's hope for something else and why Angela might buy into all this stuff. Uh, she says she believes it's not the end. I need you to believe it as well. Uh, believe that we'll see each other again, and. Uh, she specifically says there's there's another world out there for both of us. Yeah, and obviously you can take that as she just means the afterlife. That's all she's, yeah, yeah, she's getting to. And then she ends the scene with, will you believe with me? And I, I think that for me kind of ties into why she is like willing to believe White Rose to an extent. Is that this is just deeply it's, it's rooted this, in her past. It's this wish fulfillment of, of yeah. her mother's, you know, to ch- going back to channeling. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, also, just small other reference to alternate worlds and stuff. Go on. Uh, the cake that they had made for it says "See you in another life." Which I'm not going to lie. Uh, any lost fans out there? Uh, all I could think was "See you in another life, brother," in my accent, might I add. So, uh, okay. <laughs> there's a Scottish character in Lost that says that a lot. Okay, fair enough. Just, just for the record, but that's all I could think of when I saw that cake. Uh, I could just see Desmond's face. Ah, uh, I, 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 I do miss Lost. Um, but yeah, so so we, we cut to present day. We cut to... It, it, you know what I thought was funny? It cut to present day and it was like the moment we'd left it on. And I almost thought, is Sam Esmail crazy enough to just continue this shot for another episode <laughs> from this point on? <laughs> I, I can I can because obviously I went into last episode knowing it was all one shot because there was all the... Yeah. You know, there was interviews of the, you know, the day or two before. There was buzz. There was, there was hyping it up from the creators yeah. and stuff, yeah. And I almost thought the idea is like, has he done it again? Just not told anyone. Just kind of let <laughs> let it sit there. Rest of the show is all one take. Yeah, <laughs> all one take. We filmed it all three and a half seasons of just just the actors doing this one thing. Um, so yeah, so we cut back to present day, uh, and you know, I, I actually the first thing I wrote down when it cut to Angela was just Angela believes. Just just mm. to follow on from that lad, the way the last scene ended. Um, really dark music came in here. This, these dark chords that kind of. Started yeah, and they're in. echoing the alarm as well. Yeah, it got more alarmy later on. I know that alarmy is not a word, but uh, mm, I'll allow it. As someone who watched the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, 
that's a very weedonism way of putting something, and it's kind of ingrained into my head, so apologies. Nailed it. Even, even on Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot is nothing safe. <laughs> For my Buffy references, no, nothing is safe. Nothing is safe. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so... I think uh, key points to hear that like, Elliot's confronting her and is like, oh, so you, you've been manipulating me. And that was what the first thing I noted. And after that was her reaction to him saying that. She she was like almost horrified herself. So she, she was, because we've, we've spoken a lot about how she feels guilty about what she's yeah, you know, lying she, she to. She looks him. hurt. Yeah, she looks hurt when he says that. But she knows it's true. So uh, She doesn't argue. In fact, from, just from a later yeah. scene, uh, when Darlene brings it up later, she. She refers to it as taking advantage of his condition, which makes it even sound worse. It's like, oh, you took you took advantage of a mentally ill person. You you convinced them to do something, and yeah. it's like, oh man, like yeah, like. And it's funny we can't even judge her that much because Elliot's done much darker shit. Darlene's no, no, really but, done but really think, dark shit. <laughs> I think the thing is, I judged her more after hearing that line from Darlene because I forget, like you say, oh yeah, we do view it as two separate personalities. We don't view it as like a mental illness because we think it's you know there's literally things going on but, but literally of course there is as a mental illness for, for the other characters in the show and it's also, a mental illness and, and angela makes a point here you know of say you know he says oh it, him and she goes no you like no they're both you she knows that she's mm. she's consciously aware that they're the same person yeah so you know he's like oh you met by rose uh i love the she's an effing terrorist like that yeah. was a great line uh just kind of like pointing that out it's almost like ellie ellie's kind of you know woke up you know, you know, from the end of last season, it's just him actually blurting that out, actually using that word. It just felt like you know different. It's like they've been dancing around that word all season, and then he yeah. just hit out with it. Uh, it felt like a, it felt like a big line. Uh, so, but you know, Angela responds to that. You know, because he's like, oh, she's a terrorist. People are going to die. They're going to be fine, including your father and my mother. Now, yeah. obviously, she, she's said things before, like, oh, what if everything could be okay? Uh, or maybe even undone, I think maybe was a word she used. But this is the first time I think she specifically specifically said, your father and my mother will be fine. Yeah. Now, I'm uh, not saying... Very specific yeah. you know, choice of words there, isn't it? I'm not sure if, like, I, I, again, I don't necessarily think we're going to literally have effect in the past... But does Angela believe they can affect the past? That's something I, I think she might. Yeah, like yeah. I said, again, we, we talk about how we don't know if it'll actually go down that route. But she definitely seems to be believing, again, to go back to that. Joe, Joe, I love about the show, actually, uh, and it's tackling of this uh, this wackier stuff. You know, it's been hitting at these, these science fiction-esque ideas. I like when something that's kind of science fiction takes this route where it's more of kind of intellectual science fiction where you're talking about the ideas without... I mean, and maybe the show will have a moment towards the end or something like that where it finally does something with it, but for the majority of it, it's no, what if? Well, that, that's, I mean, if, if it was in my mind right now, mm. it would end with Elliot defeating them, you know, you know, and they never turn the machine on, they never do whatever it is they're going to do, whether it is, you know, time travel on Earth. Yeah, so yeah. So we'll never know. Oh yeah, we might never know. Maybe completely ambiguous, but I just I like um, just just the idea. It's about the characters believing it more than as us seeing actual shenanigans, uh, and I, I I like that tactic. Uh, but Sam Esmail's the kind of guy that I can see completely just going nuts. 
towards the end if he wants to. I can, I can, I can, I can completely see him turning this machine on at the end of this season, the end of next season, and then having a full season where things have changed. This is it. I remember like last season, a lot of people were complaining, going, "Oh no, if this brings in these elements now, it's just it's too out there. It hasn't, it hasn't earned mm. that. It hasn't set that up." But here's the beautiful thing: even if we have a season where everything's changed, as if they've altered the timeline, part of me wonders, like. Yeah, but then do we question, is that just Elliot seeing this like he saw the prison in season two? Yeah. Like yeah. he sees Mr. Robot. You know, like I feel like even then there's still ambiguity to it. No, there is, there is. But but my point was here, this season feels like it's setting up the ideas enough that that it could yeah. do this later now. Like, you know, it's 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 embedding these ideas enough. Oh, sure, yeah. It's bringing them up more and more. I am not. I am not opposed to going down this path whatsoever. Like the the, the thought of it doing this just excites me. I'm not like, yeah. but at the same time, I'm actually completely okay if they never go down it. If they actually, if it stays ambiguous, if it stays, yeah. you know, uh, I'm I'm completely cool with that. And and that's arguably the easier route because you don't have to piss anyone off. What's the fun in that? No. Just saying. Anyway, so he he actually backs her up against the wall, not too forcefully, but he's you know, he's, he's got her arms. He's like Angela, you know, where's White Rose? Like, what, what's the plan? What's happening? He's like, he's like uh, trying to snap her out of it almost. And what what I, what I really noticed here is she like for a moment while she's up against the wall and she's looking right in his eyes, she looks scared. Her her, her you know her her composure kind of breaks. She looks like she's actually kind of realizing what she's done and what she's doing, and then she has to actually step away and not look at him. To then tell him to get out of the building, you know, she gets very cold and like says, "Oh, I don't believe you're meant to be here, Mister Alderson." And yeah. I just think I think it's like she had to look away to actually get those words out. I think if she kept looking at him, she would eventually, you know, come under his line of thinking, or at least give in and realize what she's doing. She had to not face it in the eye. Uh, yeah, she knew she was going to crack. And to her, you got to remember, to her, this is like a it's a sacrifice. We do this, but it's it's for a, a good reason. Things will be better after. Yeah, so. um, and of course he remembers the conversation with Tyrell from the end of last season about the red wheelbarrow. He clicks, it clicks for him that that's where he is, and it's actually funny because as soon as he thought of that, I'm like, oh yeah, he's probably just under the red wheelbarrow. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. I never really thought of that before, but yeah. it, it makes sense given how much we've been spending time there and whatnot, uh, and why Irving seems to always be around there. So he loves the ribs, man. He does love the ribs. Uh, so Darlene is with the FBI. She's with Dom and her partner. And they're pissed at her for, again, going off and talking to Elliot without a wire, <laughs> without telling them what's going on. I feel like they're letting her get away with a lot, uh, just just in this half season alone. Desperation. And, uh, yeah, so Elliot calls her, and what it's funny, because we knew that Elliot knew about the FBI now. And what I, th- I thought was interesting, uh, kind of what, what I was expecting at this point as well, is like, is he actually just going to ask to talk to them? He's going to be like, hey, Darlene, put me on the line with, with whoever's there. I want to talk to them. Yeah. And he didn't do that, but he did kind of go down that path where he said, Elliot, uh, or Darlene, get the FBI over to the Red Wheel Barrel. That's where he is. Like, he's yeah. actually asking yeah. for them to inter- intercept. Exactly. He doesn't go, go, let me tell you, I ain't got time for that bollocks, has he? He's just <laughs> like, look, we both know that this case, just get them down there. Do their job. Yeah. Uh, get get to the Red Wheel Barrel. And if Darlene has to, she feels she has to apologise before... before they hang up. She's like, I'm sorry, Elliot, for everything I've done. Uh, so yeah, this is actually, honestly, from this point to the end of the episode, we are cutting around a lot. We're going to be jumping between scenes. And I've mostly got the cuts in here. There's a few where I just kind of glossed over some of the minor cuts because I was like, okay, they'll just bundle together and their sides of it. Um, so stay with us. Elliot's heading to the building himself, the recovery building, uh, the e-court building. He is going there himself to try and stop this. And I'm like, oh my God, he's actually, he's going to another building 
uh, this time one that's going to explode. Yeah, okay, okay, we're going to be tense as hell this episode. Okay, you've made your point, Esmail. You made your point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this show's making me scared of buildings. <laughs> it is. It really is. I'm uh, maybe scared of a lot of things, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I'm scared of computers. I'm scared of buildings. I'm scared of creepy mustache masks. Yeah, scared of explosions. But I mean, I guess I was of that anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's a normal fear. That's fine. Uh, so. FBI Santiago uh, tries to delay the uh, Tyrell search, and we know who he's working for now, so it makes a lot of sense. It's very, it's very suspicious, though. It's like he's clearly looking for reasons not to do it. Dom's yeah. pissed. Uh, she doesn't doesn't understand why. Um, this is actually where I noted down that the music started to sound like an alarm, like really, like it was like a proper, it was like a sort of klaxon sound, an alarm almost. Yeah, in the music. yeah, I, I put it in here as well, like again because. It, the alarm it kind of it went away after, uh, after during uh, I think it was when Angela turns around and goes cold, it stops for that moment. Yeah, it, it has a, it has a different thing. It's got more of a sort of drum beat thing while Elliot's talking to Darlene on the phone. Yeah, and uh, then it comes back in here, but again, like I said, it's, it's even more like an alarm. And I think that's because again, it it feels like it's counting down. It's like introducing Santiago because he knows that something's going down today. Uh, more than yeah, that, it's, it's, it's danger close. Yeah. Uh, then we actually cut to Zhang and Price, who are at a, a gala of some kind. Uh, I, 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 I'm glad that Zhang brought up to Price, why are you here? Your e-court building's under siege. And he's like, yeah, that's going on, but I felt it was too important. This event was too important to miss. Just uh, uh, just but on, on the TV, we actually see that the US abstained from the UN vote. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting, the idea that the, the, the US doing nothing is what allowed that to happen. All it takes for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Exactly. I can't remember who said it, but it's a really good quote. It is. I thought it was a, an interesting little point, just buried on one of the TVs in the background around this point. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a good touch. Uh, so they're there. Uh, it's a very pink room. <laughs> I just, it is. I, I don't have anything to add, but it's a lot very pink. Um, so basically what they do here is they share a drink and they kind of like, okay, you're getting what you want by the end of the day. Of course, Zhang knows he's effed him. Like, he knows he's screwed him royally. He knows what he's about to do. Um, <laughs> but they're standing there and they make with the niceties and they kind of have this bond. They make fun of the owner of this place. Like, oh, you know, he, he wants us to go boating with him. He wears those stupid trunks. And yeah, they're too tight and too short. Yeah, they're, they're cracking their jokes. And then it gets really awkward and silent again. And Philip just kind of like, well, good. And he just walks away. And it really felt like yeah, they go through all these motions, and there's kind of like because they're both like these powerful men, they kind of have this in common where they can joke with each other, but they're so opposed right now, and it's just so cold that that's all it's it just, is. It, it's the most awkward scene in the episode potentially. Yeah, it, it is. It is legitimately just going through these motions to be nice, and then that's it. Yeah, formalities, I guess, is the the word you use. Uh, Zhang, which is a phone call about uh, Tyrell uh, being being found out uh, which by the way we should mention that uh, Santiago messaged other things like hey uh, safe house is burned uh, yeah uh, get get Tyrell out of there and then presumably Irving contacts Zhang's like hey compromised which by the way I feel like Santiago being in the FBI should know better than to actually use the guy's name in the text like just say safe house or you know location burnt move the asset you're right, but he mentions Wellick, doesn't he? He mentions the name, and I'm like, that's stupid. If anyone ever searches those phone records... I mean, I get that it's probably not like your personal phone. You've, I, I assume you have a second right, phone, because right, it, it takes out the desk. But still, like... There's a tangible 
record there. There's a paper trail for for all intents and purposes. Yeah, the word is there. You are screwed if anyone ever looks into that phone record. Yeah, yeah, and we all know what Elliot's capable of. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The, the digital trace, Elliot. Elliot's got you by the balls. He's got you. Exactly. It's over. You're done. So we go back to Elliot. He's at the recovery center. And everyone was outside. They go back. They're going back and say because he called them the bomb scare last episode. And they're going. They're, the firefighters are there. They've cleaned the place out. They've searched it. There's no explosives because again, it's not a bomb per se. It's the you know the servers are going to overheat and they're going to you know cause a reaction. And he is like you know why is, why are people coming out? Uh, and I, one little moment, moment here I, I noticed that I thought was a, a really interesting little. Uh, just just touch is the firefighter who's talking to him gets distracted at one point because there's some air secretaries or whoever going back inside and he they're, you know, they're attractive and he kind of like oh he's, 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 his eye wanders he's just talking to Elliot yeah, yeah his head just turns and, I, and follows I kind of took it as a little statement on this episode and in, in a sense phase two as a whole the whole thing is that we're being distracted by one thing while everything else is going on more yeah. than that at the end of the episode it, it's, it's all a misdirect yeah it's all a misdirect yeah that, that was like I thought oh that's a very very nice touch there yeah, uh, I thought um, so Elliot's right. I have to get in there. I have to solve this myself. And you know it, what I like about this episode is it's a very heroic little mission for Elliot. Like he's trying to save lives. Like that is it's it's superhero one hundred and one. He's trying to save a building full of people. That's what he's doing. Uh, yeah. So as much as he's done a lot of shady things in the past, I mean, all his intentions have always made sense to us for the most part. Uh, this is, in a pure sense, the most heroic thing he's ever really it, done. It, it's funny because we we've spoken a lot about this scene about how. His his hoodie is his his superhero outfit. Yeah, the way he suits up into it, you know, he becomes that persona, and this is just you know, straight, say it's straight up superheroics the way he plays it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he goes in. He makes his, he steals a badge from a security guard. He gets in the building. He goes to a, a random conference room. He sits down with his laptop. He starts typing away. He's, he's about to hack some shit. Uh, weird note here. This is this probably means nothing. I just I noticed it and I want to mention it. There was like one of those like you know. Yeah, so someone's caught a fish and they put it on the wall type deals, right? Yeah, the shark. Whether it's real or not is is I'm not sure, but um, it was painted the same color as the wall, and I thought that was really weird. Yeah, it was this weird blue, wasn't it? Green. It was like it was like a. Was it, a, was it the green? Yeah, it, it was. It was this kind of. I mean, it's. People, so this is the sort of color people argue on whether it's blue or green because it's kind of that aqua kind of shade. Yeah, but, okay, I wrote it down as blue, but whatever. Yeah, I'll fight you on it, but. <laughs> No, but it was it was like someone was painting the wall, and instead of taking it off the wall, they just painted just that as well. Over it, yeah, you're right. And I thought that was kind of amusing. I, I don't know if it was you, anything you say to that, but there, it really but... lingered on that shark a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I have anything to add to it, but no. yeah. I don't know why. I just noticed it did a few, like you know, like, to the point where it got to the second or third time, and I wrote it down. So he's working away, and then we see a glitch. I mean, I, I see. I see we... you, you hear the crackle first. Yeah. You hear the crackle, again, very Twin Peaks style crackle noise, but you, you see a glitch, and when I say glitch, you see, on the screen you legitimately see like distortion, and you see Elliot, and he's wearing Mr. Robot's outfit, and he sort of freaks out, and he realises that Mr. Robot's coming, he's coming to stop him, uh, and then it glitches again, and then we're, we're in a cab, and he's yeah. like, what the hell, where am I? And he's asking the cab driver, he's like, oh, what, what time is it? How, how much time did I miss? And he's like, 15 minutes. It's just enough time for, for Mr. Robot to get him out of the building, basically. Yeah. But Elliot's back in control, and he's like, shit, I have to get back to the building. Uh, and we don't actually know how long it's going to take till it explodes, because Elliot's like, yeah, I he, have... He doesn't yeah. either, that's the point. It's like, it could be 20 minutes, it could be, you know, 
three hours. Yeah, it could be a minute. I, I, you know, I could go in there. I could walk in the front door and it could go boom. That's how quick yeah. this could be. Uh, so I, I, I kind of like that there was no timer because it, it kind of avoids that cliche, even though yeah, Elliot. There's, there's the the timer in the episode. By the way, you know the it's way edited. it paces and, yeah. and the way it's edited and you know the way these Mister Robot events happen. You know, they get tighter and tighter. Yeah, so so we get the effect of it without the cliche. Although Elliot still cracks a little meta joke where he's like, "Why do we always cut these things so close?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, nice little joke. Uh, so he goes back. So Dom uh, is back at the FBI. Darlene phones her. She's worried sick about Elliot because she knows that he's probably going to try and stop this, and she's terrified that she's going to lose her brother. Uh, that was basically it. Uh, that Dom knows she's hiding something, but uh, and we know it's about the building blowing up. That's, that we know she never mentioned that. So. Uh, also, I noticed that uh, when Darlene was on this phone call, when we got like a sort of high shot looking down at her, and again, I think this is a meta little touch, she was sitting next to a jigsaw puzzle that was almost finished. There was just a few pieces at the top missing. Yeah, it's just that it is. She's so close. Just, just uh, you know, needs to take a step back to see the bigger picture. Yeah, so, so close. Uh, and Dom is sly. She's been told not to go to the Red Wheel Barrel. They're going to put, you know, Santiago's going to put surveillance on it. Uh, you know, air quotes intended. And she's like, hey, you hungry? Go for some lunch. I love how the, the, the partner's so clueless for a while. It's like, you're hungry? It's like, yeah, I could eat. It's like, no, 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 no. Do you want to go and get some lunch? That's what he gets. Uh, he's like, oh. well, to be fair, I think if someone just says, you're you hungry, I'd probably just take it literally first. I'd be like, yeah, can I get some food? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, you might do a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah I can go for some lunch. Uh, what I noted here is some music comes in. It starts off kind of, you know, just sort of building in the background, but then when they get up to go, it really kicks in, and it's like this uh, rock version of, like, a Western theme, where they're going off yeah. to, like, catch the bad guy. I thought it was just a really nice, cool little... I like it a lot. Yeah, it was nice, it was nice. Uh, we see Tyrell, he's, he's in his hideout, he's waiting, he's, he's, he still thinks he's going to go with jo- Joanna on a flight, uh, and this is where it starts to cut around really quickly, so I'm going to be firing through some of this stuff. Yeah. So going back to Elliot... He's going back up to the conference room. He's, the laptop's not there. The bag's there, but the laptop's gone. Mr. Robot trashed it, hid it, wherever. Who knows? But it's not there. He's putting blocks in his in his path so he can't achieve anything. And we're, you know, we're cutting around. Dom's at the Red Wheel Barrel. She's going in. She's ordering food. That's intercutting between Tyrell down in the basement. He's talking to Irving. Irving's explaining. Tyrell's pissed at him. He pulls out this letter. He's like, here, this is your instructions. Read them and then burn it. And it's all very secret agent of course. Uh, yeah. So this is all cutting around. Elliot's trying to get to the computer lab. He goes to the computer lab. He sits down at the computer. He's typing away. I love that there's a guy already in there. He is. Because Elliot sort of rushes in and the guy looks, is like, oh, that's a bit suspicious, but whatever. And he's sitting down. He's typing away. He's about to start something again. Glitch. And he's like, oh, he's coming again. Glitch. And then he wakes up in the elevator. He's like, oh, I'm not as far this time. How much was that? Five minutes. Great. <laughs> I go back. I'm getting closer. I'm, I'm fighting him. I'm cutting down. <laughs> yeah. But again, the, the whole idea that we're, we're, we're you know, getting shorter and yeah. shorter. And he talks about the idea as, um, is he losing control or is Mr. Robot gaining control? You know, And if Mr. Robot can come in and do this, can he fight for control as well? Can he overpower him? Well, I think that's the implication that it's getting, it's getting shorter is that they're fighting each other. They keep yeah. fighting each other back to consciousness, essentially. Um, and that's uh, that's going. So Tyrell's pissed. You know, Dom's still in line for food. I mean, I mean, do you know what the fact is? I feel there's not a lot to say about Dom 
for most of this red wheelbarrow stuff until she goes downstairs. But it's all very well done. Like, it's really well directed. Like, as, as she's walking in, the camera's just kind of, like, following her slowly yeah, around. Yeah, and you're just watching her count the people. Yeah, she's been very observant. She's asking the the, the girl at the, 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 the checkout, she's like, hey, how long has this place been open? And it's like she's trying to, like, time lame it. Has this just been built recently? Well, uh, Yeah, I like that. It's only been open six weeks. So, you know, this was f- a fresh hideout. Yeah, because, I mean, that the prob- it was probably just open before Tyrell came here because, remember, he was in the, the woods for months exactly. and months. So. Exactly, and we, we know there were some weeks after that. So it's like, okay, so this is pretty new, and I like the idea that Dark Army, you know, instead of co-opting somewhere, you know, somewhere that already existed, they just went, eh, let's just open up somewhere new. Let's go for barbecue. Yeah, uh, Irving tells Tyrell he's sorry. Um which leads me to think that the letter, as well as instructions, actually tells him about Joanna. I think so, yes. Yeah, that would be my uh, my idea right now. Which is why I think he goes along with their plans. Whatever they tell him to do in this letter, which we see some of, obviously, by the end of the episode, but not all of it. We don't know what the, the complete endgame is. But I, I think he maybe goes along with it because they tell him in the letter that Joanna's dead and what, what's happened that they've kept from him. Yeah, it could be. be well, well, also, it might just be hey, if you don't do this, the plan's going to fail. And we know that he yeah. does kind of believe in the plan to some extent. Yeah, it could be. Uh, so Elliot rushes back into the lab. That The guy's extra suspicious this time because he runs back in again. He's, he's out of breath. He's panting. He's sprinting yeah. there. And he's just, he's just all, cause both times he comes in, he gives him a little sort of, just a little nod, like, hey, you know, just to say hey. And this time he does it again. And it was, just, it was really funny the second time. I like was... the idea that when he was Mr. Robot, he must have rushed out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, Mr. Robot wasn't considerate. He was like, I'm just getting out of here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we actually cut back to Dom and a few other things, but we come back to Elliot in here. He yeah. glitches again, and when he wakes... Well, actually, before before he glitches, actually, he actually has this idea. Uh, he glitches three minutes past. He's still sitting at the computer. So he has this idea. Maybe it's time to try and talk to Mr. Robot and explain that they, they don't have to do this, explain that we need to stop this. So he types a message on the computer. He's like, oh, just, you know, text document up here. Um, blah 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 blah. We don't need to do this. And he glitches it again. And when he wakes up, the room is just wrecked. All the computers have been smashed. And this guy, this other guy who was in there, just back up against the wall, like, "Please don't hurt me! Please don't hurt me!" Oh, it's beautiful. And Elliot's just standing there, like, he didn't like my message. And do you know what? It was at this point it occurred to me just how much Mr. Robot believes in this cause. He's, oh, yeah. you know, like he's putting his life on the line. Up till this point, we've seen him be very careful when it comes to preserving Elliot. You know, he's he's always got Elliot out of danger whenever he could. But here, he's making him, like, you know, like he's he's keeping around this this building if, if he has to. Yeah, I mean, later know? on, he does say get out here before before you get us both killed. So he does care a bit, a bit about being alive, but he, obviously not enough to like just get him out completely to begin yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. Know, um, so you know. Uh, so that that's, that's going on. So he tried. He's like, okay, I have to go down to the battery room. I have to go down to the source and stop it down there. So he makes his way. Uh, so as this is going on, again, we're cutting around constantly here. Uh, so there's been more cuts than I've mentioned as well. Like it was, it was dancing around uh, yeah, something yeah. fierce. So the the Dom and Tyrell stuff's all kind of going together. Tyrell's reading reading the letter. Dom's like, oh, I'll go to the bathroom, and then she falls into the other door to the back, and it's the kitchen, and then there's this door at the back of the kitchen, the smoke coming from it, which is Tyrell I, I burning like the I like how no one in the kitchen really notices her at first. Like, she's she very, just walks in. She's very stealthy, and by the time the guy does notice her, there's so much smoke that he's just kind of not concerned with 
random person. Yeah, yeah it's like, if, if for all he knows, because I think at this point it's pretty clear that there's a fire. You can see it from like how far yeah. out the smoke's coming over the counter. So this could be just someone coming in to help. Yeah, it could be. And yeah, so she, she's going down. You, you, you've seen Tyrell's doing so. He's, he's got handcuffs out. He's putting them in the bed. And but then and you it's see, about then where you kind of get what his plan is. Well, well, yeah. It's, well, it's, one, it's once he doesn't put the other handcuff on his hand, like because yeah. I think at first you're maybe thinking, oh, is this some sort of weird like making it look like he's been? Tra-? And to, to an extent, he still looks like he's been trapped because the handcuff was there. That, yeah, but, that's the point. There is yeah. that make it look like he was a prisoner and being against his will, so that when he does get captured, yeah, he but, can go. Oh no, it's fine. But he leaves that and he runs off. He actually escapes through the back, the back channel. Yes, there's a secret panel. Yeah, we've actually seen that that place before. We just didn't know it was behind a fake wall. Yeah. So, uh, but Dom comes down. It's very suspenseful. It's very dark. She's just got her flashlight. It's all you know. It's her sort of hunting through the smoky dark room, and she you know she finds a secret. And you know, for a couple of minutes, I'm like, man, is she going to get off here? This almost feels like it could end in a death. It does, like, doesn't it? Yeah. It was very very intimidating, which means it was very well directed because it, it gave us those feelings. Uh, as this is going on, we actually bring in other stuff into the the, the fray. Um, so Angela is on a train uh, yes. going home and that's, I thought that scene was also very well directed it was kind of one shot for the most part just going back and forth it was Angela's on one side it pans across to these two old ladies who are talking about one of them is moving in with her daughter because it's getting hard to afford living on her own yeah. and she's like oh I hope I'm not a burden and so on and it's going back and forth and you kind of notice just even the first time you notice there's a guy just further up the car who's got an F Society mask on and he's kind of looking towards where the camera is. And at first, it's, okay, it's kind of creepy, but whatever. Then it goes back to Angela. And the second time, you sort of see he's shaking a little bit. He's just kind of... He's gearing up. Yeah. And then it, it's panning back. But as it's panning back, it's actually going towards him. And as it gets close to him, you can actually hear him making a noise. He's sort of... He's, like, he's, he's, he's gearing up. He's getting ready to do something. And then he, he mugs the old ladies. He pulls out a gun. And then he goes up to Angela. And he's pointing the gun dead in Angela's face. Like, give me, give me the money, bitch. You know, whatever he says. And Angela's just like, no. Yeah. I don't think if she says it, she just stares at him blankly. It's just says. cold. And I love how this mirrors Darlene from a couple of episodes ago, where you know where she got her purse taken, and she just you know she just let it happen. She just wanted the picture. She was like, fine, you know, take it. I don't care. But Angela's like, no, no, I'm I'm, I'm keeping yeah, that to mind because because Darlene's like past her big mission, and she kind of regrets it and it doesn't think it was worth it. So she's at that point where she. You know, she just feels that way. Whereas Angela still believes in her cause. She's so still she's, in the righteousness. Yeah, so she's hanging on to it. She's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, so that, that's going on. <laughs> uh, so all this is cutting around. Elliot is going down the stairs. He's, as he's usually done, he's, he's explaining his plan to us. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Maybe this will work. Just just on the quick thing on the answer thing, I'm just oh, trying to scan my notes. Sorry, the, the, my writing's awful. Um you know, the, as the when the guy runs off, the women say to us, you know, oh, she could, he could have killed you. And, and she goes, oh, oh sure, no yeah, one's yeah. going to die. And again, yeah. it's this idea that she really believes in this cause, but not to the point of killing him. She genuinely believes that no one is going to die. Oh, yeah, I mean, no, she does. She's, she's mentioned that, you know, no one's going to die. Yeah. She's mentioned uh, before, she's asked multiple times about getting evacuated. She mentions that again later. It's funny that I skipped over that, actually, and you brought it back up, because I actually had a couple of notes next to that sentence uh one was just the, the obvious one uh, thinks it thinks uh it's already been evacuated so on and so forth the other one uh that i think is perhaps notable because she was kind of putting herself at risk in this scene is that does she think it doesn't matter because whatever's going to happen is going to fix everything uh, yeah does she think it's 
does she think anything from here is predetermined on? So she's safe. Like it's like no, you, you know, I can't die here. Predetermined, but if she's rewriting the past and getting her mother back, does that not just she change? She can't believe in that. No, you're right. Yeah, does that so, not, does that not change everything that she would do later in life as well? Anyway, so all yeah. this doesn't matter. If she no, gets that, killed right now, what, what does it matter? No, that's a point. Like she yeah. she thinks that okay, if I die, White Rose will keep her agreement anyway, and I, I've achieved my part of the plan, so we're, we're yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but no. Uh, so we're back to Elliot. He's going down the stairs, and he glitches halfway down the stairs, and it looks painful. Like credit. Yeah, my, my only note for this is ouch. Credit to you know uh, Malek or the stuntman, whoever was doing this. It looked painful as shit. It, it was not yeah. pleasant. Uh, you know, it's, it's big stone stairs. It's you know n- not not pleasant at all. Not that any, I mean even carpeted stairs aren't going to be pleasant to fall down. But no, that's but sp- it looks like he falls really awkwardly. It's so sudden because he's running down the stairs as well, and then it's just this trip, and it's oh yeah. It's the idea that Mister Robot just takes control for a second, that's makes him needs. fall, yeah, yeah, and then Elliot's there when he wakes up at the bottom, and it's just kind of like oh he's trying to stop me. Um, meanwhile, Robot's getting desperate. Yeah, back back with Dom. Uh, Santiago's now there. They've got the the rest, the rest of the FBI combing the scene. And again, Santiago like, he's being really obviously suspicious. He's like, "Oh, you know, you went against directors, but this is still a win." Yeah, I, I, won't, I won't be too hard on you. Yeah, it was, it was, this evidence can only bring us closer to Tyrell. <laughs> no shit. This, it was it was just really shady. It was obvious that he didn't want anyone to keep asking questions, and he's determined to get her to go back to the FBI immediately. He doesn't want her around. He's like, no, yeah, leave now. Doesn't want her to find anything else. Yeah, so so he makes a point of getting her to go. Um, and Angela's apartment. Darlene arrives there, and Angela goes to answer the door, and she's like, "Hey, let me in." And Angela's looking through the people, and this might be the line of the episode. Yep. I can see your big ass eye. Which I love that they're addressing her eyes so much. Which what I think is funny is I think both Angela and Darlene have really big eyes. They do. They, they, do. they both have that same feature. So I think there's something really funny about her saying it to Angela. Uh, but yeah. it made me laugh. I, I can't deny it made me laugh. Uh, both um, Carly and Portia have giant eyes. They do. <laughs> so. and, then, and then they're aware of it, this show. They're, they're making fun yeah. of that like, multiple times. They're cracking lanes about it. Uh, but it, it cracked me up. So... Yeah, so that, this is where I switched to kind of a, a two-column approach here to my uh, my notes. I'm going to stick with um, the non-Elliot stuff, and then just just so I can stay with Elliot once we get back to him. Uh, so Dom's back, at, you know, outside the FBI. She's getting getting a coffee or whatever from the uh, the stand, and Tyrell runs out into the the street, and people are like noticing him, and he's taken down, and he's like surrendering, and he's just screaming, "Stop the attack! You have to stop the attack!" And of course, again, it's cutting between everything here, but this is, it keeps coming back to this. And, you know, the last thing we see of them is, you know, Dom comes up and she's like, what attack? Um, yeah. And it's worth mentioning here that I actually uh, noted that at one point, like, this isn't that weird for this show because this show is so obsessed with headroom. But at one point, like the, the building behind her was so kind of and like focused behind her that I thought maybe something's going to happen there. I did as well. And it was the same thing that happened earlier was, uh, when Santiago... Snow globe. Was, uh, I think, yeah, the snow globe. Snow it was globe. like this, you know, this, uh, I, I love uh, NY snow globe. And I thought, oh, man, what, what are they going to blow up? Like, I was like, as well, I was like, this is bigger than one building, whatever this is, the way they're treating this. Yeah, because he, he, he was like, hey, mom, don't don't go out today, stay home. And I'm like, yeah. something big is going down. We skipped yeah. over that scene because, again, my notes are so scattershot in this episode. <laughs> yeah, that same. I, but, but, but it was, I was like, okay, this is bigger than what we're seeing, clearly. Exactly. I just don't know what. Yeah. 
Um, so you got that. You got Angela and Darlene. Uh, like Dar- Darlene's like knows that Angela will regret this. She's like she's been. And again, we talked about that. She's went through this and she done her her mission that she believed was righteous. And she came out on the other side, and all she has is regret for everything she's lost and everything she's done. Uh, and she's kind of messed up. And Angela's so certain. Yeah. But of course, um, their phones go off. And we see other people see it as well, their phones and the news. And what I thought was really interesting here is that the last time we see Angela and Darlene here, it glitches on them. Yeah, I thought that was a really now, odd touch. Now, I don't think it's actually suggesting anything about them. I mean, thematically, maybe maybe you could argue it as maybe it's the moment where they... Where, maybe it's the moment where Angela... Because Angela's about to see... That's what I think well, it is. It's that uh, the unclearing, the realisation. Yeah, because we'll talk about it in a minute, obviously, when we get to the end of the episode, but she's about to see what's actually happened with this plan. So that, this is kind of her waking up, almost. Here's the... Uh, just to, to go back to Tyrell as well. Yeah. Because obviously he's shouting, oh, stop the attack, stop the attack. I think there's there's two potential ways you can read it. There's one, the way that he's completely going along with the plan. This is the plan, making himself look innocent and going, hey, stop the attacks. It's too late to stop it anyway. So he can say whatever he wants. Yeah. The second option is... Because we see him hesitate after, you know, when he puts the handcuffs on the bed and then he looks into the fire and he kind of hesitates for a moment. Is this genuine? You know, he's learnt that... No, you know, it's Joanna's not genuine. Dead. No, it's no. not genuine. Okay. No, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain why when we talk about what actually happened. Um, I don't think it is either, but I just think it was a possibility. I'll talk about why when it actually happened. Um, but, yeah. So, you know, it ends with them looking at their phones. Something big just went down. Everyone else has just seen this news. Obviously, Elliot hasn't. Elliot's too busy trying to save this building. But everyone else is seeing something's went down. Yeah, we see Dom see it out at the, uh, the, the truck. Yeah. Food truck. So, yeah. But, no, really interesting that glitches on them. I, I mean, I think, I think if it's not specific to Angela's character, I think it's maybe just specific that the world itself is resetting here. The entire world is glitching at this moment. Uh, which is why we're getting on them. But I think more specifically, you could argue that no, it's because Angela's about to see what actually happened, and because of that, she's not going to be a changed person. Yeah. Uh, is, is this, you know, like, to go into the, you know, the, the world is glitching, is this one of those points where, okay, this is an alternate timeline point now? Well, we're not in an alternate timeline, but yeah, this is a, this is a divergent point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so back to Elliot. So Elliot, <laughs> he's gone down this long hallway, oh. and... <laughs> My my notes for this hallway. Yeah, I said when he fell down the stairs, my yeah. note was ouch. My note for this hallway is just ouch times a thousand. He, this was maybe it's my my sense of humor, but I was laughing a lot during oh, this I was scene. This was he he's he's going down this long sort of industrial looking hallway. So lots of pipes and stuff, the steam and whatnot. And basically, he's trying to go down this hallway to get to the room that he's going to. And Mister Robot keeps taking control for a second or two. And yeah, just enough to smack his head into the wall, making him, him up, making him hurt himself. And you say the wall, in actual fact, he smacks his head off a giant pipe. It does both. He does both sides. It was well, sure he does both sides, but he like that was the one that really stuck out to me. Uh, oh no, the one that really sticks out is where he stops, turns, and headbutts the pipe. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh no, no, no. There's there's two because there's one where he just he throws himself sideways into the pipe and into his head, like so it kind of cracks that way. I know, but that's that what I was, was talking worse. about. I was talking about the headbutt. Oh, <laughs> uh, I see. I thought you, I thought you remember that one because I, I thought that one was way worse in terms of just yeah, you know, what looked bad. Are you actually bickering with me over which 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 head hitting the pipe moment I'm talking about? <laughs> I think it's a credit that there's multiple that we can be talking about. I don't think it matters. Okay, fine. I don't think it matters. 
the point is, is he's hurting him go down the hallway and it was really funny yeah and then there's that guy who just like hey you're all right yeah he, he just keeps moving no no, no point in sticking yeah. around with him uh and, you know you mentioned it was really funny i think that's a a really big credit to esmail that it is hilarious while this is happening but like, like we're, we're getting to the end of the episode we know the, the countdown's ramping up because we're seeing it yeah, it this doesn't. It's just funny to watch. It doesn't detract from any of the emotion or the the, the tension yeah. it's building. It doesn't detract from any of that. Yeah, exactly. I think it's so, uh, it's, it's hard skill to ba- balance that. So he gets to the sort of the room before, and this is where his key card finally stops working. So you imagine that maybe the uh, the guards reported it lost or whatever, and it's not the access has been revoked. that, or he just doesn't have clearance for that room. Yeah, that that that, that too. I mean, you imagine that he probably has access to most of the building given his job, but. Yeah, maybe this one is like, this is not tech people only get in here because anyone yeah. else could ruin everything because they wouldn't yeah, know what exactly. they're doing. Um, and, you know, he can't get through the door and he tries to like hack in with a computer that's there and, you know, he keeps glitching and he gl- he's glitching back and forth between how Mr. Robot and he tries to keep him, give him messages and eventually he kind of hits on the points that kind of leads us down somewhere because he actually says, hey, there's no paper records in this build. And I'm saying it out loud, but obviously he types in the computer. Uh, there's no paper records in this building. Seriously, check for yourself. So it glitches back to Mr. Robot and he he checks and there's none here. And Elliot's like, you don't have to do it. There's no reason to blow up this building. All that's going to happen is people are going to die. There's nothing being accomplished. We're not a murderer, is what he says. Yeah. And Mr. Robot, you can see that he's contemplating. He's, like, he's, he's, he's doubting it, but he's like, oh man, maybe, maybe this is not worth doing. And you know, Elliot glitches back into himself and he sees that the, the the door like control's been hacked or you know dismantled yeah. or whatever. And he's like, oh, he did it. And he, he goes in and he turns on the the cooling system and he's like, we did it. And this really happy music starts to play. And of course, my immediate thought is, all right, this is building something to something yeah, awful. Yeah, immediately no. I'm like, but, but at this point I'm like, but we've seen the phones. We know something's happening. Yeah, I'm of like, course we know anyway. But even, but even if we didn't know, I feel like the moment that music started, I'm like, this is too happy. This yeah. is building to something worse. Oh yeah, um, and you're just like what? What's he missed? What's and, he obvi- and obviously, yeah, we've said that we've seen the characters have looked at their phones. They've been, it's been building to something bigger all episode. We've seen you know the snow globe moment, uh, Tyrell screaming to stop the attack. It feels like something bigger is happening, but like all of it kind of comes together because it works without that anyway. So you kind of feel like oh, Elliot's celebrating, and you feel like this is the thing he has accomplished something because he did just save her, you know. 200, 300 people's lives, whoever many yeah, in the building. Saved, uh, that whole building. He did save their lives. And it's just interesting. Also, I love the shot as he's walking back out and he goes past the window from the security room or the control room. And it's like, he walks in the door, he, he goes past the window and it's, it's uh, Mr. Robot uh, yeah, th- nice through the window. Uh, but what I love about this, right, before we get to going outside and what we lead to it, I love this idea that maybe Mr. Robot's not an antagonist anymore. That maybe, or if not that, at the very least, he is redeemable. He is not just evil. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's the way. He's not evil. He's doing this for a cause. He's doing what he believes. And what he believes he's doing, he believes is right. It's just, once you show him that it's a sham, he's not killing people for the sake of it. So he's not, he's not just evil. He's not doing this just for, you know, just for the sake of it. Also interesting to add that he himself has been played by the Dark Army in White Rose. How does Mr. Robot take that? Not well, I would imagine, but... So, we get outside, Elliot's seeing, like, everyone, you know, is is looking at... He's he's not paying attention, he's he's too busy, like, sort of basking in his his success (laughs) and talking about stuff. 
and he's walking through the streets and he's, he's noticing people. Just people have stopped their cars and they're just standing by cars and they're looking at their phones and there's people looking at other things. And he eventually gets to like people surrounded, you know, the classic. Yeah, and he, he, I love that he says, you know, he goes, everyone knows something I don't. Do, do it, you know what it is? It's that classic thing where it gets to the, uh, the, the, the TV shop window where people are watching the, the TV that's in the window. And this crowd's formed around it and they're all watching and it's, it's, the happy music keeps playing until it cuts to this shot of the crowd and he starts to you know, get through the crowd to get to the front to see what's going on and then the music kind of stops, it just completely drowns out you still hear street noises at this point but then when he actually gets to the front and you see the t- 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 TV, it goes completely just uh, silent, other than his, his narration and the sound of the TV that is the only things we hear from this point on the episode yeah, but even before there's there's a there's like there's a moment of t- total silence where you know the TV we hear the first like couple of words of a sentence, and then it cuts out. It's mm. complete silence for a good you know five six seconds. Then a small you know like a that sort of uh, it's that shell shock effect, that ringing noise, that kind of comes in quietly, and then we hear him talk again. Yeah, uh, so basically it's it's emulating the shock of the moment and that that whole yeah. your your heart sinking kind of kind of feeling. Yeah, and, and we're just going because obviously he's seen it before us. Yeah, and I was, I, you know, what I, I was not, I was not necessarily sure that Esme was going to pull his dirty trick and not show us this episode. I thought he was going to just hide. I thought, I thought that shot of, you know, him just staring at the TV from that angle, just going to cut to black. That, that's it. I thought that's where it was going to cut, and I was like, that's going to be like you bastard. Just going to cut to black, and we're going like, to see what, a thing. What did they do? But it cuts to the TV, and it's not only is it really big. Because instead instead of just blowing up this one building, they have blown up every single building that had the paper records in it. So not only is that huge, not only is that killed thousands of people, not you know because I mean the, the news don't even know what's going on yet. They're just saying it's an attack. Someone's yeah, attacking so the country. Seventy-one buildings, but it's clearly a coordinated attack. Yeah, because they're all these. You know, yeah, they're all centers. they're all e-corp centers of some kind. And but the real dark part of this, and it immediately hit me, was Elliot did this. They did this because. They all have the records by spreading them around. His way of stopping them, his way of saving this one building, actually doomed every other building. And here's why I think Tyrell is still completely in in this. I think this was Tyrell's solution. Remember last yeah. episode, or not last episode, but the one before when we, you know, we, and he was trying to figure out the plan. He was talking to Irving, and he said, "I need the full force of the Dark Army." I think that's what he was referring to. I think uh, this was Tyrell's idea. I agree. I think the only way that I could buy that, you know, that, that, that Tyrell was genuine when he was saying stop the attack although no he didn't say attacks he said attack um but is that you know if that note did tell him that joanna and his kid were dead that maybe he was like you know and he kind of was like no they 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 kept this from me i'm going to try and ruin it for them. i'm going to get back at them like you know like at that that moment of anger to try and stop them maybe i I feel like right now i'm I'm i mean they could tell me that he was supposed to stay handcuffed to the bed and that was yeah. the plan. Instead, he did this. Uh, but uh, I'm more I inclined to agree yeah. though, like, with you. I, I think he is just, you know, that this is the plan. You know, like look innocent, look like you're trying to help, but it's too late. Yeah, uh, I, I think this was his that. idea. I, I, I think he was the one who came up with this idea to just blow them all up, and that killed thousands and thousands of people. And the guilt that Elliot and the guilt that Darlene, oh, Darlene, sorry, I mean Darlene will probably feel still feel guilt, but, but Angela, Angela yeah. yeah, Angela's guilt. Uh, is going to be I can't something. Wait to see her reaction. But, do, do you know what I love about the potential here? This might have just put Mr. Robot, Elliot, Angela, and Darlene all on the same side. Yeah. 
we might have a unified force. And not only that, I mean, I've been saying before that I think Elliot and Dom will eventually team up. I feel like Dom is essentially going to be on this. Especially when, if she gets a hint that our superior is working for the Dark Army. Oh, she's going off on one. Yeah, she's going to go rogue. And I can see the. I feel like this show to an extent until... I don't know if it'll be the last season, maybe it'll be next season, whatever. But I feel like part of it is forming the the, the Avengers. The yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's, it's forming the team that's going to take down the Dark Army and oh, stop I'm this with plan. You. It's, it's all these people who the Dark Army have you know, pushed against them. These are their enemies and they're, they're going to come together. And that's the and, only way they'll defeat them. And it kind of ties in with uh, like their motivations, like thinking of Elliot and Angela, because their parents were pawns in something that White Rose was doing, and now they themselves are pawns, and both of Elliot's personalities are pawns. They're all pawns. Yeah. Everyone's a pawn. Dom's a pawn. She's, she's been played. Her superiors telling her to do things that are actively you know, disrupting the investigation. Oh, yeah. She is going to take it badly. She's so, just getting shot when she finds out. <laughs> she's going to pull out her gun and shoot him right there in the office. I wouldn't uh, put it past her. It wouldn't shock me. I'll, I'll say that much. Uh... But no, I'm excited because this actually kind of like, I mean, I think this is almost a weird placement for this episode because it felt like a season finale. Like, it did. It, it felt like this is the the turning point. But at the same time, I, I can't imagine like like let's say you said, all right, what if instead of three ten episodes, I know I know technically two was two more, but the, the first and last one were just sort of double length yeah. ones. What if instead of like three ten episode seasons, you had two 15 episode seasons but then that would put halfway through season two as a finale and that wouldn't work i think it's a funny that this has happened in in this season because it's the exact same thing that happened this season in better call soul it did yeah well we said also that that was the end of that story also season three yeah exactly and we questioned then like was that the right choice for that and yeah we ultimately came down of okay it was fine yeah yeah i I think it is i I, I think it's just uh, it's just weird in the moment. No, well, yeah, it's kind of. But I, I think it's just a, a, a case of no. So Esmail's got you know five season plan, whatever it is, and he's like, okay, well, that point in the story in the middle is, is there feels like a big finale moment. But I'm not going to artificially push it to the end of a season just to milk it out or whatever. Like I'm going to have it be where it is. Now, does that mean that the actual finale might feel a bit less oomphy because this one feels more oomphy? Then sure, yeah. maybe, but is that a big deal in the long run? I, Not really. I think the key is to kind of, again, go with what Better Call Saul did. Don't go for the bigger moment. Go for the emotional core. I mean, it's still, it still may be bigger, but I, I think ultimately it doesn't really matter, though. Like, yeah, okay, the, the only the only problem it has, if the, if the finale somehow feels smaller because this one and the last one have felt like such a big conclusion, is that... Okay, sure, the the way after that for the next season feels like, oh, we didn't get a big episode to end it on. But honestly, I don't really give a shit because every other time I watch this show later in life, I'm going to do it in one go. Exactly, and that, that's so, something we, we mention a lot. It's like it's yeah. only a problem on the first viewing, and it's, yeah. it's right that we call it out on this first viewing, but it's not a problem that you'll ever have ever again because you'll never experience it this way. And also, um, we're also predicting a potential problem that may not even be there. We're just kind of... It's almost a compliment to the show that we're saying, this episode was so good that we're worried that the finale of the season might not live up to it. Live up to it, yeah. yeah. That's essentially what the complaint is here, which is not a complaint at all, so don't take it as that way, because that sounded oddly negative, but it wasn't really meant to. No, it's a fantastic episode. No, it was was great. Um, Best episode of the season so far. (sighs) Because I think this one, like, you know, we mentioned last week how... 
the first one was our favorite at that point. I think this one was a better episode. It did it had just as much that got my mind going. It gave me so many ideas of possibilities for the future of the show of what you know all these things that it can do, all these things that it can explore. And it had the amazing tension. It had some great sequences. They're, they're all they're all great points. Um, honestly, one, five, and six are all kind of top. They're all tier. pretty close. So yeah. I, 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 I'm not ready to make any, any, any statements. I, I think when we get to the end of the year, we're doing our best episodes of the year. We have to pick yes. one to, to represent the show. You know, we'll have that debate then. Uh, because there's still four left. I which, mean, you oh. say that. Well, we'll have that at the end of the year. It's mid-November. We haven't got that long. <laughs> Yeah, but the show will be done for at least a few weeks by the time we're making that call, so... It's true, it's true. Uh, only four left, by the way, just let that sink in. Ugh, don't, don't remind me. Just four left. But no, um, very climatic episode, it felt like it really closed off the last season and a half. To, to an extent, the whole show up until this point, but season one does feel a little bit more separate because it was all about leading up to 5-9. It feels like since the start of season two till now, it's been leaned to phase two, and this was phase two. So I feel like... You know, we're starting on the next part of the journey after this episode. Yeah. Uh, and again, we've, we've shifted the dynamics. We've had a paradigm shift with a lot of the characters, which I think is the really exciting part is like, okay, how, you know, we're all kind of in this. It may take them a while to realize they're all on the same side. They may, you know, they may not quite trust Angela. Um, you know, Dom, I don't think, is going to completely run into the arms of like vigilantes quite yet. No, but... and they're probably not going to trust Dom that easily because, you know, they, yeah. they fight against establishment. But I think it's interesting that Tyrell seems like he might be ultimately an antagonist to the main group rather than yeah. an ally. Like he may have, and obviously we saw how unstable he was in season one, so it's not that shocking a, a turn of events. But no, but hey, uh, so no, I'm shocked that we actually that was one of the quicker conversations of the season. But I think that was just that because so much of it was cut in between these tense moments. There's ultimately not as much to discuss in the tense moments, you know, beyond the, the good direction and whatnot. Whereas which was uh, fantastic. Oh, it was. The yeah, direction was flawless pretty much throughout. Um, but no, uh, really, really solid stuff. So, um, of course, let us know what you think of the episode in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there and keep us going. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So, thank you once again. Uh, there'll be, there's links to everything in the description and, the, and all that stuff. Uh, so... Thank you very much for watching once again. Keep watching TV. Have you got any vanilla?